Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Wednesday, April 15th, the day that you should have been filing your tax returns, but you don't have to. Uh, It is coming up in your feed on Thursday morning. And uh, as we might have expected, the big news of Wednesday was retail sales, which were terrible. March retail sales, 8.7% drop from the prior month, 6.2% from a year ago. But here we go. Here's the real issue. We saw food services and drinking establishments down by 23% from a year ago. Auto sales down almost 24%. Same with department stores, furniture stores, gas stations down 18%. The worst sector, clothing and accessories down 50.7%. The bright spots, Grocery stores, of course, up nearly 30%. Building materials and garden supplies. I guess we just need to get out in the garden because maybe that's a good thing. Up 7.6% from a year ago. Health and personal care stores up by 4.3%. I think these numbers are just going to keep getting worse and worse for a little bit here. So uh, hopefully, hopefully we will be able to get the economy back on its feet eventually. But right now, Listen, the news is grim. Sorry to say. Okay, so grim news. That's what I want to be, the grim reaper. Sorry about that. But you guys, I know, have questions. You have concerns. So let's get to those questions. If you are struggling, even if you're doing well, I don't care. If you've got a financial or a money question, just send us an email. It's askjill at jillonmoney.com. Askjill at jillonmoney.com. Victor writes, he's 67 years old and he was a waiter in DC making good money uh, before the pandemic hit. He writes, I was able to pay credit cards, car payment, mortgages, no problem. On March 21st, my world collapsed, no job. I decided to file for bankruptcy protection. And am I doing the right thing? I don't have any savings, a low level of 401k savings. My retirement money is enough to pay my home. I don't know what to do. Do you have suggestions? First of all, deep breath. This is terrible, and I'm sorry, Victor. The first thing you need to do is alert all of the places where you owe money, whether it's credit cards, the car payment, the mortgage. You alert them. You tell them that you have been hit by the pandemic, and you ask them for relief. And I think this is incredibly important to do before you actually think about any sort of bankruptcy protection. The the law and the government actions are going to try to protect you before you take this very scary step. So let's do that first. Let them know that you absolutely cannot pay, and you're going to ask for something called forbearance. And forbearance is something that just means that you're going to get some breathing room. And that's what we need for you. We need to have breathing room for you. You should, of course, also file for unemployment benefits, which I'm sure you've already done. And uh, your stimulus check should be coming, I would guess, any time now. That's about that would be twelve hundred dollars as an individual, twenty four hundred dollars as uh, if you're married. So good luck, and don't be so quick to file that bankruptcy protection. Okay, let's let's go in baby steps. Okay, Kathleen writes. Here's her message. Hi, Jill and Mark. I'm loving your daily briefings. It said it takes 21 days to create a new habit, so you're it. Huh, that's great. Thanks for writing. That's nice. Okay, 
Kathleen works with a fee-only investment advisor. She consolidated her IRA and brokerage account with this firm about five years ago. In addition, I moved a nationwide variable annuity to that firm. In reviewing the associated fees, I see that I'm being charged a 1% fee for the annuity, which seems to require little or no oversight or active management. The value of the annuity was roughly $330,000 in January. It now stands at $273,000. Paying fees is less painful when there are account gains. Of course, that's true. These times force one to reconsider. Should I move the account to avoid the fees? Do I simply contact Nationwide and ask them to remove the affiliation with the advisors? Other suggestions? I'm 61 and have no short or midterm plans to access the funds. Thanks for all you're doing for your fans. Kathleen, first thing I would do is I would talk to the fee-only advisor and say, why do I have to pay you fees on my nationwide contract? Let's ask for the money back. Why don't you do that? You could say, I didn't understand that this nationwide contract would be charged a fee. And maybe we can get that. If they don't and they won't do it, I would absolutely move this to a nationwide, kind of like a house account and get it out of there. Like what's the difference? These people, if the, if the fee-only advisor isn't touching this at all or you know, reallocating it, then I would pull it. If they are doing something with that, then let's find out what exactly they are doing, okay? Herman writes that he reads my column in the Baltimore Sun. And he says, I've heard you talk about where the stimulus package is going, but I've heard nothing about where it's coming from. Help me and thousands of others too. Where does $2.2 trillion come from? The Federal Reserve, how does the Fed get it? When distributed, what does the effect have on the inflation rate and the national debt? Here's what's so weird. You know, when we talk about like fire up the printing presses, the Federal Reserve and the Treasury are working in concert to essentially provide financing to the economy, protection for the economy. And they are doing this, these entities are doing this by printing money. And what's kind of weird about it is in the short term, it seems like the only possible thing to do because obviously consumers aren't spending and businesses are not spending. That's clear. So what is the long-term impact? You're right. It will add to the national debt and the annual deficit by a lot. There is some concern that it could eventually, that debt and deficit that bulges up, that that could produce inflation down the line. But it's really very important to remember that right now we are in a deflationary period. Prices are going to go down because there's no demand for anything. You can just look at the price of gas to get a, a view on that. So when people are worried about debt and deficits, in times of crises, we don't really worry about it too much, and we see what happens on the other side of it. Now, I'm not sure that all that debt deficit squawking back in 2008, 2009 was warranted. I certainly don't think you should worry about it right now. You know, I'm going to try to do an episode and write a column probably about the national debt and deficits and what we can expect going forward. That to me is going to be a really interesting thing to see how politicians react to it. You see that no one's talking about it, even the ones who were the most traditional deficit hawks. So that's what happens. I've never thought the debt and the deficit are quite as scary as others have. Certainly countries like Japan have dealt with uh, bigger debts and deficits than we, but there, there are some downside potential risks in the future. Today, we don't even have a choice and we don't have the luxury of thinking about that. 
Dale writes, if I convert my traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, could that adjust my taxable income over the threshold for a full stimulus payment, causing me to pay it back when I file next year? Mark, I think that that could happen, don't you? I think that's a that's one of the risks. Thank you for pointing that out to me, Dale. I haven't talked about that as a risk. Um, so yes, I guess the question is by how much, and if you don't need the money, you still may be better off converting this year. I don't know though. That's a tough one. Thank you for bringing that up. It is absolutely a very, very good point. We should be talking about that a little bit more. Uh, okay, Jay writes, uh, hi, Jill and Mark. I'm a huge fan of yours and the great advice you offer. Uh, what He and his wife in their 30s, two kids, they max their 401ks with Roth options. They also have a backdoor Roth IRAs. They've got a portfolio of stocks around $100,000. It was $145,000 about a month ago. They do auto investment in five Vanguard funds every week. Wow. Currently, 95% of my portfolio is growth. My question should I make any change and continue what we've been doing? It feels that both of our jobs will be safe in the short term. We've got two years of cash on hand. Jay, keep doing what you're doing. No reason to change it. Now, I'm a total wimp. Even when I was in my mid-30s, there's no way I could have managed that much risk, 95% in growth. Forget it. But if you have actually been able to manage that, then, hey, that's fine, Okay. Daniel writes, love your column. I read that uh, filing for 2019 federal tax that has been postponed to July 15th, but you must file for an extension. No, 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 no. Okay, wait a second. Here's the deal. Tax filing has been moved to July 15th automatically for everybody. However, if you need an extension to October 15th, that's when you file for an extension, okay? So you don't need to file anything extra for your taxes. You really don't. But if you want an extension, that requires a filing, okay? Deal? Good. Okay, guys, I know that the news is very difficult to take in. It is daunting in many respects. And the reason that Mark and I are doing this broadcast is to try to relieve you from some of the anxiety you might be feeling about your money. And so when you have a nasty down day in the stock market, or even on a really big up day, or just the volatility that makes you kind of a nuts and you don't know what to do with all of your anxiety, why don't you send us an email, please? Because this may be one place, at least where I feel like, Mark and I feel like we're doing something proactive to help. You know, I don't know what to do with myself sometimes. So I worry about the food banks and I worry about volunteerism. I think that right now, the most important thing that Mark and I can do is to be here for you, to help lift you up when you need it. But we're also going to smack you down if you're getting a little bit nutty. Okay. So let's tamp down on the greed. Let's remember that we are lucky in many respects if we have questions about the market, right? So 
If you have any sort of financial question, anything that's going on, send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Please pass this along to people that you know. We're trying to expand the reach of this program. So if you could just send friends of yours a link to download this podcast, subscribe to us on Apple or Stitcher, radio.com, Google Play, anywhere else. Get your mother to listen, get your father to listen, get your friends to listen. We're going to keep doing this for as long as we feel like the huge inflow of emails is coming and, and, and it is coming. So please, please, please know we're here for you. Be nice to each other. Practice your social distancing. Wash those hands. And you know what? Take a moment to think about something that's not related to this crisis. Go do something nice. Take a walk if you can and try to maybe learn something new. How about that? Let's take this time to do that. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.